0: Well, we want to welcome you to the Awakening Moments podcast today. We're excited to be here to chat about a few things that we have on our heart. I'm here with Rhonda today. And, you know, Rhonda, just before we get into our conversation for today, I, I'm i having a little bit of a personal dilemma, okay? I, I don't know about you, but honestly, like the styles are changing. I, I mean, they have been over the last couple of years, and I'm having a bit of a gene crisis oh okay i hear you so we're moving from skinny jeans like the skinny jeans <laughs> oh. were a thing right for like what yes. 10 years or whatever so it's easy just been, and so awesome like the jegging feels like you're literally wearing leggings mm-hmm. they're so stretchy and so comfortable and you know and then high okay. waist jeggings like that's ha- like, like honestly totally. the waist got higher and higher and higher you're like that's oh, like a talk, dream for a mama that's a dream. all of the little rolls oh. in is perfect yeah love <laughs> But now, okay, so the last few years, like it's been happening for a few years. I've seeing my daughters, we both have teenage daughters, you know, their jeans are getting baggier and baggier. They're buying their jeans in the men's department. Like, I mean,
1: they're Ugly, like they're yeah. so ugly, but but even the coin phrase for- mom jeans,
0: <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Like
1: when we watch <laughs> movies from the 90s and my kids are loving the style, I'm like, we are in trouble. I... Those are the nothing's flattering,
0: no, no, Yuck. the okay. baggy jeans, yeah. Oh my no, goodness. Yeah. So, so a few months ago, like, probably I don't even know, maybe like in the spring, back in the back in the spring, I got my my first pair from skinny jeans of flare jeans and I literally felt like I was transported back into the 90s into my prime era And I was you like, were living your best life at that I, moment putting those on I loved it <laughs> Love
1: so it. much the
0: flare. I was like okay and I show my girls I'm like okay girls like are these like is this is this okay like are these cool they're like mom those are awesome
1: <laughs> oh so you're feeling like a million bucks i was
0: like yes so you found jeans. your jean well okay, right now yes like yes but no because like i feel like the flare jean is a look okay so the flare jean now brings me into another dilemma of the kind of shoes that you oh. can wear with the flare jeans because i feel like you have to wear a heel with flare jeans i just i just feel like that i know you probably don't but i feel like you do because they're kind of long Right, and I have a little bit shorter legs, so I feel like I have to wear a heel. I don't. I want to wear a heel every day. So the shoe dilemma. If I'm wearing, if I'm wearing flares, even baggier jeans, if they go to the floor, the shoe, kind of shoes that I have that I bought to wear with skinny jeans don't. They're not the right. Some of the booties and different things. Anyways, I have been on a hunt for like sort of the next jean that's like looser, like h- hangs a little looser, but it's not horribly unflattering and i just i just can't really find it like i love crop jeans and so all summer i was okay i had a couple of pairs of crop jeans and they i love them like they were great but can you wear crop jeans in the winter do i look anyways it's a dilemma it's i'm not sure i have not i have not found my new everyday jean
1: listen i feel you i was in american eagle not too long ago and yeah. i was walking those aisles and i've been in every jean store I've been Googling. Now I'm not a stick. If you're really, really slim, totally. I feel like you can wear
0: whatever you want.
1: <laughs> whatever you want. <laughs> I'm we- not a stick either. No, but when you're curvy, I'm like, okay, I can't, I can't look good in all these jeans and these tops. Like it doesn't work. So I was in American Eagle. I'm walking around and there's this really cool younger girl. Well, she's probably younger, what I'm saying she's probably like late 20s, 30. But she's no, walking but yeah. around. Yeah, yeah. So I'm walking around and she's got some jeans. And I walk up and I'm like, okay, listen. I'm really struggling here. I don't know what jeans she goes. Oh my goodness. I'm feeling the same. I said, really? Oh my goodness. She's like, I hate wide. I hate the big baggy jeans. She's like, but I don't want to wear skinny. And I mean, she's super cool. I was like, I would dress like you. Okay. So, so what are you doing? She's like, these are the pair I bought and they were called a nineties skinny. Okay. I think, I think I might've found my new pair right now. They're still skinny. Because okay. I don't have super skinny like calves. So okay. they probably look like a skinny jean on me. Okay, But so they're still a little bit tapered. A little bit tapered. Yeah. Not super baggy. But they're a little. They don't go like a jegging. Okay, So okay. it's kind of like one up from a skinny. Okay. Okay. But I, I'm just I'm just owning it because okay. honestly, I'm just doing it. I'm, I mean, I wear so many boots. I, I can't wear a wide leg. Now in the summer, I yeah. feel like I can wear wide legs. No problem. Like the mm. the wide mom jeans rolled up with a Birkenstock <laughs> That's okay. awesome. You know, or the little sandal, right? Okay, okay, okay. it's cute with okay, a t-shirt. Okay, you like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a blazer, yeah. so cute. Or kay. a little runner, cute. But I feel like in the winter with all the docks and the blundstones, it looks weird. It looks hmm. so
0: weird. Oh, uh, it's so it's a dilemma. I, I can't I, do it either, Laura. And a couple I, weeks ago I bought um I found a pair of wide leg so like literally wide, like straight from the th- straight from yeah. the hip down, wide. I don't I think I'm gonna return them. They're so big. <laughs> They're so baggy. I'm like, like I feel like you have to wear it with a crop top almost, right? I, I'm not like I'm well, not I think at that's the part age of, what of. I'm not at the age of crop tops, but it's like because it's tighter at the top. Yeah, wide all the way down to the floor. Probably a heel and like a little short top would look so cute. But I, that's uh. not. I, I can't. I'm never gonna wear a crop top. So. <laughs> Anyways, I don't know. <laughs> Why it's aren't you gonna wear a
1: crop top, Lori? Why don't you tell yeah, them? Tell us more about that. Because of my role. Oh, so. I know. <laughs> Oh <laughs> my goodness but you know this is exactly what we're in we're in this dilemma of jeans it's true. It's true. and it's honestly whoever took out skinny jeans boo on you because yeah, it sucks they were just so easy you didn't yeah. have to think about it but you know what you are you're super
0: cool like you do well, you do step out and try things like I, you've been trying I, I, i've been trying i have i've seen your like some of your baggier jeans and your baggier fits like you're you're pretty like you're ahead of the curve on style you oh. always have been i've been a little bit like I kind of wait until the last minute and i hold on and then i'm like
1: fine no you're classic laura you're super you're super classy but you know what's really annoying though when i look back at pictures because i tried to be so trendy i look like (laughs) such a weirdo in so many different decades i look back i'm like oh my gosh why did i just dress classic why did Ah. why did i do that like no i'm trying but the jeans thing it's really killing me like i think i've bought four pairs of jeans i've shrunk them i've tried in the washer dryer i've tried to make them work because after i wear them they're trendy my kids are like oh those are so cool but i just feel so yuck mm. i don't ever look in the mirror and say wow i feel really like I, it looks good no uh, so i've decided I, i'm gonna find the middle ground i'm mm. gonna do what i feel looks good but also so it might be the 90s skinny okay because this okay. girl show okay. me the okay. 90s skinny and they're still skinny maybe but it's they're, worth a try it, it's it's working. When I look at fi- when I look at pictures,
0: like trying to find the right type of jean, what I want to find, which I haven't been able to find, because rips are s- apparently not that cool anymore, so yeah, you can't have yep. rips in, in your jeans. Which lots of the jeans in the store still have rips, so it's hard to find. But it's the um the crop like cropped a cropped jean that's cut, so yes, it's like frayed at yes. the bottom. Love those. And but a little bit just a little bit looser, so like maybe a boot cut or something like a looser. Bit of a jeans, so that's what I'm on the hunt for. I haven't mm-hmm. found them yet, mm-hmm. but I think maybe because I could still wear them with like my booty like my I like a lot of boot boot type yeah. shoes for the yeah. winter, like booties, heels. I think that guy i think I can pull that off. So you totally can because that see. frayed is cool, a little bit yeah, crop, a little fray, the boot, super cr- little crop. Show your shoes, show your boots. Do you yeah. know
1: what I think it is? I think it's like if my thigh is B- super like wide, okay, but if I have a tighter thigh, but it, then it kind of goes down a bit at the knee okay I think that's cool that I'm works. good with that okay but I think when it's super wide at the thigh like baggy at the thigh okay. wide at the leg I don't like it so I, so I think I need I yeah so if you're listening to this podcast <laughs> and you have any suggestions for Lori yeah, and I yeah, totally. we are very open please help us yeah. find that perfect jean Lori has a flare but she needs a second option and i, do, I just need of help I can't wear a I flare just gene every day it's, it's a cute look but i can't wear it every day i don't think we it's need help Lori. okay so we're calling out to our listeners please help us find the jean because we need to feel better but what we identify. look like maybe you can identify <laughs> okay. with the dilemma that was
0: fun That's so true but speaking about changes oh okay yeah god is
1: changing things he totally is things are changing things are changing. And
0: honestly, it is a changing season. And maybe the gene dilemma is really just an external... <laughs> Breaking out of the mold. Exactly. An external stretching of, yeah, something new and something different. But honestly, honestly and truly, there is something new that is
1: at work that God is doing in this season. Right? Mm-hmm. Eh? Don't you mm-hmm. feel it? It totally is going from comfort to a bit of discomfort Yeah, in what we've known, what we've done, what we feel really good at that God's kind of shifting it up a bit to say, do you, are you willing to go on a journey with me that may take you out of your comfort zone, like the gene? We're moving out of a comfort zone, and it's new. It's And there's a piece in it, but it's not easy. It's not easy to move out of your comfort zone. No, it really is. <laughs> never. Especially, it's never easy. Especially
0: when you have kind of, you have kind of feel like you've, figured some things out and you've got a little bit of traction behind you and you've like learned some things like like you know at our age and also like how long we've been doing ministry for you can just get good at doing it like mm-hmm. you just know what to do and you know the words to say and you've been in enough situations that like you can really bring something to ta- to the table in really any type of situation because you do have experience in those in those ways and in and i feel like god really is inviting us sort of into a stepping out of the boat season mm-hmm. again where it's like can you will you it's an invitation will you place your full reliance and dependency on me and trust where I'm leading you Mm -hmm. like I think that's the question of sort of this leading like I'm inviting you deeper into my presence I'm inviting you deeper into an unknown space for you but a known space for him Mm -hmm. will you come with me you Mm -hmm. know will you come on this invitation I feel like that's part of what God is inviting us into I
1: agree. And this happened. Well, we've been experiencing this in many ways, but I feel like it came kind of to. We started to really see it manifest in a bigger size when we were doing a women's night. Yeah. So let's just unpack a little bit of a a women's night we did not too long ago. Now, we've planned many women's nights together. We've done conferences. Heart conference is a big one, which is coming. We're services every week. Like we've done a lot of planning together. A (laughs) lot of planning. And so we have really have a beautiful way of being able to put together a night knowing kind of what has worked what people are looking for and then we were invited to do this this night that kind of evolved Mm -hmm. from us meeting with a life group Mm -hmm. just kind of doing a podcast Mm -hmm. like this and then listening Mm -hmm. to actually becoming this women's night Mm -hmm. where they invited Mm -hmm. people to come yeah there's a group of women that
0: really love the podcast and so they meet together and they will listen to a podcast and Mm -hmm. then they talk about it in the group and they really really love it and it's so so sweet we give a little shout out to you hello we we love them so much but But they invited us to yeah. come initially and maybe just do a live sort of podcast conversation with them in their group. But then yeah, it turned into a bigger event they wanted to invite, you know, a, their whole church and like their whole community and and it and it was awesome. It was amazing. So then we were invited to do a live podcast what we're doing right now but in front of a whole group of people.
1: Yeah. Live. Yeah. That was the first time we hadn't done that before. We've never done it before. So a format like a podcast but yet it's in front of a group of people listening and watching because right now we're in your office early in the morning. (laughs) You know, we just, no one's here. No one's here. We got our (laughs) coffee. We just go for it. And so this, that was a unique experience. However, leading up to it, you know, we, we kind of had a plan, but then you really kind of initiated, I think we need to lay down that plan and just go for it. And I'm like, what? Because we love our notes, I love to be planned, <laughs> yeah. like even yeah. when we, I preach and I know you pr- I could speak yeah. for both Your of us, but for myself, yeah. Laura yeah, the preparation, the amount of times I rehearse it, the amount of times I rewrite things so I don't miss what I really want to say, and here we're like, we're just gonna not use our iPads or and, and just talk in front of women. well, what if we don't have anything meaningful to say? what if it what if we just get stuck like in a podcast, we can just stop <laughs> yeah, 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 and come back. Like if we need to edit which, something, which funny enough, we never do that. No, we never do. That never that never happens. we might have edited once because maybe we started choking or coughing <laughs> oh, or sneezing or, or someone swore or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Laura. Beep. Oh my god. Yeah, and I had to go beep. beep. But all of to say, like we've never really just like redone something. We just go for it. Yeah. Now we've had podcasts that we have not recorded <laughs> and had to <laughs> really redo. Really good ones
0: that we didn't really record. good
1: which I hope this is recording. Yes, yes, it is. Don't worry, don't worry, it is. That's hilarious. (laughs) But all that to say, to get in front of an audience and to just lay everything down and just have a conversation, not Mm -hmm. knowing where we're going to go with it, how it's going to go. It was a very stretching experience. And I want to say, I did not feel comfortable. It was really uncomfortable. Because right away, you're like, well, what if I'm not important? What if I don't say something important? What if it's not profound enough? What if, you know, people have come out for this night And we're just kind of having a conversation what if it's not that meaningful and so that showed me a lot about how i actually feel about myself maybe a bit a lot of weight we put on i put on myself to say like i've got to make this happen or and i'm not taking away from preparation But honestly, the greatest preparation is the posture preparation of the heart. And in this circumstance, we can feel God in this season. Mm -hmm. There was a season of great preparation. Mm -hmm. We are in a season of really posture. It's Mm -hmm. a posture season of saying, Will you let go and let me do what I want to do?
0: Yeah, make room. Make
1: Make room. room. And so that that song, Mm -hmm.
0: you know, I will make room for you. Mm -hmm. But this is a real, that was a real tangible, like practical way of saying, No. I'm gonna step out of the way here and make room mm-hmm. for you to move it's interesting you know because when you talk about preparation like uh, part of me is like when i think about the preparation that i put into anything that i lead um it it's part of my way of honoring the people that i'm going to be leading in any capacity whether it's preaching whether it's um you know a leadership meeting whether it's you know being with my staff whether it's like i I take time to prepare mm-hmm. and even to prepare notes because I want to honor the people that are taking time to listen to that or to be a part of that. Like I, I want to make th- their, t- I, th- I value, I value their time, you know, whether we're teaching in Heartstrong or whether we're, you know, whatever environment we're invited into, like it's, it's like a way of honoring mm. the ask, the invitation, the opportunity, like so.
1: That's a beautiful way of saying it.
0: It, But it's hard, but it's hard. So, so yes, this conversation is not like about, oh, now we're just going to wing everything Mm -hmm. and just Mm -hmm. show up unprepared for, you know, Mm -hmm. because there is something to that. And I do believe that the Holy Spirit meets us in the preparation time. But there definitely is this sense that God is doing something different in this season that doesn't require that same amount of sort of, perfecting the delivery um like and it's not even that even i don't i I hate to like because it sounds like you're comparing it to one way's right and one way's wrong or one way god can't move and one way you're making room for god to move like it isn't an either or it really is just an invitation into something different and something new and 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 i feel like I, i trust is the big word for me about this invitation that I feel like God is just saying, can you trust me? And so, you know, for any opportunity that is coming, I think the posturing is like, Lord, how do you want me to prepare for this opportunity? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it's not so sometimes it may still be very much taking the time ahead of time crafting spending time with God like working it out giving it to him like ha- what is the heart and the message that you have but then other times and am I open and willing and I think like up until now I probably would have been like oh n- n- not no no I can't do that I can't like I can't do that because that exact fear like you described like what if I get up there and I totally forget mm-hmm. what i wanted to say it just leaves my brain and i have nothing and i'm i'm just standing up there like um um (laughs) like i feel like that could happen you know what i mean like because i'm not i'm not really one that can just stand up in any environment and just have tons of things to say i'm not as as chatty as it seems like i am i actually am not like that i'm not i'm not really i don't just like push my way into conversations because i have so much to say i don't like I, God processes in me internally. So I have to like do work to get that internal to come Mm -hmm. and and to be expressed externally. Um, but yeah, in this season, it's just, I feel like that's the invitation and that's the call is like, are you even willing to lay down your way of preparing and trust my working and make room for me Mm -hmm. to work in every single way? Just like, (laughs) <laughs> laying down the skinny jeans, <laughs> <That's exactly. laughs> you know, and stepping into
1: some new wine skin and a new, a new season. It's so beautiful. Cause that's, I love how you even talked about the preparation. Like all of that is honoring. It really is honoring and it's a joy and it's a stewardship. Like it's a deep yeah. weight and a beautiful weight yeah. that you carry to say like, this is, uh, this is a an absolute privilege that I don't want to just go with by the seat of my pants. I want to put the work in. I want to come and be ready and prepared. But I think this is exactly what we're saying. We're now entering into, or God's like, how, yes, the how, and even if you've prepared all this, are you willing in the moment to follow where I'm going? Because I could be like, well, this is a plan. This is what I'm talking about. This is where we're going, and I'm on it. Like I am oh, zoned yeah. in, mm-hmm. whereas I feel like this is like, okay, God, you've asked me to do all this. Now I come and I lay it down. And I'm gonna go for this, but if you wanna lead it in a direction, I opened my hands up so Friday night was really one of the first times in a long time where I had no notes. We just went for it and you know what it felt really uncomfortable and it felt like I was hoping that something meaningful had happened because it was so out of my comfort zone and something you could predict or be able to even to say this is how we've done it and we've done beautiful things because that's a heart. You want people to encounter God, but isn't that so funny? At the same token, you want that so bad, you could be the literal hindrance from the encounter God wants to give people because we saw that night, we did our podcast and then we had this exercise and the profound experiences people had in the exercise it wasn't actually about us coming to do that. It actually was about what God had for the women to hear from God himself, that he could speak to them and they could speak what God was sharing to them to somebody else and minister out of that place. And it was profound. Like you and I both at the other night were like, (laughs) we don't, (laughs) we don't even know. Like, I know we don't even, this is the Holy spirit. There's Yeah. yeah,
0: it is. Yeah. And it's fascinating because, you know, for a long time and I think we've seen this like, in the church at large like the big capital C church um you know and 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 I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that you know even in our church context our leadership context you know that we've we've cultivated like a celebrity culture like yeah. we haven't we've worked hard not to do that mm-hmm. but there is this like there is this space at the end of the day where it's almost like the invitation is you know we don't need or want to need or want to be looking for people to be like, "Wow, Rhonda, you're so amazing. That was so amazing. Wow, that message was so amazing." It's like it's like if like what could it look like to actually get to the place where people come up and they say, "Wow, Rhonda, Jesus is so amazing."
1: Oh, that that's what that's
0: like the heart. Like, and and what is so? How do we get there? You know what I mean? How do we get there? Like, we're actually what we're bringing to the table is just such a sacri- like it's just such a sacrifice of worship it's not but it's not for my like it doesn't make me look good it doesn't i i think of paul's words in the in the epistles all the time when he says like i i don't come with eloquent words and i don't come with persuasive words like i just it's just a demonstration of the power of god and when he says that like and you see his writing I mean, his writing is profound and is ri- but he's doing it all like in prison. Like I think about how much he have actually had a public ministry mm. where he traveled and preached. Like he spent most of his time in prison and, and he describes himself as not to be an eloquent speaker. Like I'm like, what this great, one of the greatest heroes of the faith. Right. Mm. So, but just that, R- literal living out of no it really is the cross and Christ crucified i preach of nothing else i boast in nothing else like i am weak he is strong it is all about him like that's man I, that's my heart's desire like i actually want to be invisible mm. to the power and the working of the spirit and the power and the working of god like I, I don't want to need and I don't want to want people to be like, you are so amazing. Mm-hmm. Wow, what you said was so amazing. What you like how do we decrease so much more that he can increase and that it can actually be about but in every area of space of in our lives. And mm-hmm. this is the invitation. It's an invitation into humility. Like mm-hmm. it's a literal invitation into what it means to live like a humble Mm. life a Mm self-forgetting a christ-empowered holy spirit empowered the cross and christ crucified life and nothing else but i mean this is (laughs) like it's a it's a wrestle it gets a wrestle because we don't like to sit in front of people in front of like like an audience so to speak and look foolish Mm -hmm. (laughs) look unprepared look unprofessional look like maybe the words that you're stumbling a bit over your words maybe don't know what next direction to take you kind of ramble a little to get to the next part like all of these spaces are like ah oh my gosh like it's not about me it's not about you have to remind yourself again and again and again right as you lean into those those moments so
1: it's so true and so it is a we're growing too this is so beautiful and i i feel like even after that night i just looked back and i thought oh man god what you're doing is you're we people are coming listening wanting to hear what you want to share and you're saying i'm going to move you out of the way and i'm going to talk to my people and i'm going to use you just like we always joke you know god can use a donkey oh i love that i love when you say that (laughs) no tell a bit of that story yeah the story of the prophet yeah Balaam when God he won't give a message and the donkey gives him the message from God okay so God uses a donkey to to speak speak to yeah to Balaam so anyway this this message so it's powerful so I'm thinking okay if you can use a donkey you're gonna use you can use anybody but God (laughs) wants to get a message that's about how important we are (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> exactly. We're about the yeah, the, the importance size of, of donkey. a donkey. That's exactly. <laughs> so all that to say like I feel like in that night we're watching God say, "I want my children to hear from me. I want them to know that they can hear my voice. They don't need to have me speak always through a pastor, always through does God use all that? Yes, we're once again, it's both and, but I think it has swung so much that people don't have a confidence that God can speak to them. And that's why I think the Lord is a He's stretching us as leaders to say, make room, make room for me to speak to them, not just to listen and to receive and go home and be like, well, I don't know how to do that. And I love that exercise about waiting on the Lord and what God did in those moments with all those women, honestly, for some of those women, for the very first time of waiting and actually hearing something to share with somebody else, it was so beautiful. It was so beautiful. And so I think that's, we're in it. We're all in it, but we don't like to be unprepared. We don't like to move out of our comfort zone. We don't like to feel like we don't know where we're going or what we're doing. But I love when I just think about that, that the Holy spirit, like he's saying, he wants to speak. He's saying, I've been doing this for a long time. You can get out of the way. I've got this. Mm. I've got this. I've got the church. I want the church to know the father's heart and I'm resolved to reveal myself. The power of God And so I think this is exactly what we're recognizing. We do all of this, but at the end of the day, I love it. You said that make room, we lay down, we make room and there may be times coming up that we just stand up. We're like, yeah, I, I I don't think I need to share today. I think we're just going to stop and we're all going to do this and it could just feel uncomfortable. And it may be even sometimes it it doesn't even go (laughs) like you think it's going to go but you're taking a step and we're taking a step of faith. Yeah. So it really is trust and obedience and surrender. Yep. This is some of these areas we're going to right now that God has brought us to. And uh, he's faithful. Mm-hmm. He's faithful mm-hmm. to meet us here. I
0: keep hearing the words, um, humility and presence wow. just over and over and over again, sort of just ringing in my spirit. When I'm reading the scriptures, they kind of pop out mm-hmm. at me just this. And again, it's part of the invitation, I think of this season and a few weeks ago, um, you know, I, I, had the opportunity to, uh, step into the interim campus pastor role. We had one of our campus pastors step down. It was just such a beautiful uh, time and it's just come to an end. But anyways, one of the weeks, um, that I was preparing to speak on the Sunday, as I was preparing for the message, there was, um, I, I just sensed to do something like that in the service, like just to make a some room in the message and in the service to wait on the Lord, to listen to the Lord, to have the Lord actually speak through his word, have the spirit speak through his word directly to people, as opposed to just telling them what, uh, what revelations, you know, God had showed me through that scripture. And so I had kind of, you know, prepped the message and written this portion of the message into the message. And, um, you know, as I was prepping and preparing and preparing my heart, like I just kept sensing God wanted to do something like this exact same feeling, like kind of get out of the way. I I have something for my people. I want to move like, and I, and I was just becoming undone as the week went on, like more and more and more in my own preparation of my own relationship with God, my own preparation of my own heart. And, um, And so uh, on the Sunday, so, you know, the weekend comes and I'm kind of just preparing and waiting and I don't really know what, he's not giving me like what he's going to do or like anything specific. It's just more like uh, this sense in my spirit, like just get out of the way, get out of the way. I'm like, what does that look like? Like I've got to lead an entire, you know, congregation through an entire Sunday service. Like what does this actually look like? And I wake up on Sunday morning and, you know, prep again and, you know, going through my notes and and preparing my heart again and just sensing the Lord said, you're not going to need any of that. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, what is going to happen? I get in the car. I throw a worship song on in the car as I'm, you know, still preparing and just like I'm just kind of in a zone with the spirit this whole time. Right. And I'm just kind of like in it. I start bawling like in the car and I'm not like really overly a crier it just doesn't I don't cry that much I start bawling all the way to church I'm bawling it's like a 30 minute drive I'm bawling I cannot stop crying and the whole time I'm like oh man this is gonna be really rough for me because now like I could just tell I am coming I am personally coming undone. undone. The spirit is just moving in my own heart in life. And, you know, and I sense that he wants to do that for the whole church. And I I don't know how, how do you even, how do you even step into that moment? I don't even know. So I'm just like, wow. Okay. Okay. And, and really all it is, is just a yielded heart. It's like, okay. Okay. So I get (laughs) worship's beautiful. I get up and I'm like, Basically, from the very first, you know, opening, I maybe get, you know, uh, two three sentences out and I just start bawling. I just start bawling like the presence of God is so powerful. And really what came out was I didn't have any like I didn't use any of my preparation of my notes, but I just basically said, yeah, I just sense that the spirit really wants to meet with each and every one of us and talked about the importance of that and why this stirring I think was so important for this season and mm-hmm. for this time of what God had for us. And and it happened. Like it really did. Like the, the spirit fell in such a profound and powerful way. And 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 he ministered to each and every person in mm-hmm. in a very deep and very personal way. And and that same even emotion was felt in the room like there was just weeping everywhere like you just felt that blanket Mm. of his presence that fell and he just began to speak and we uh, kind of got out of the Mm. way ish like (laughs) but it was so it was so vulnerable it was so like you just you don't really know It's like you are taking steps into an unknown place because the planning and the preparation is like, you know, mapping out a route to get Mm. to a destination. Like I have all the instructions and I'm going to turn right here and I'm going to go left and then I'm going straight and I'm on the highway for, you know, and you have all of your instructions and you know where you're going and you know where you're going to get. But when you step out in these ways and even, you know, for our Friday night, it's like the hardest part is that I don't. I don't have the destination in mind. I don't know what Mm. the ultimate destination is. And that's, I think what we're yielding to in the moment is like, God, you get to determine that Mm. you determine where we're going to end up. You determine the outcome, the result, what's going to happen. And I mean, so much of our, even our prayers are outcome oriented. They're like, Mm. God, I pray that this would happen. Like we, we know what it is that we pray for and that we want. But yeah. like, what if even in our prayers, it isn't so much about like, God, I want you to make this happen. You know, I this is what I'm praying. I want to see this, you know, door open, this healing happen, this. But what if our prayers were more like, God, you know, would you just allow me to be a part of what it is that you're doing? God, would you mm-hmm. align me to your work and to your way? Mm-hmm. You know, what if our prayers actually began to be, take me on the journey
1: Mm.
0: without knowing what the destination is Mm. and just trusting, you know, trusting that walk. So yeah, I think that's part of the call and that's part of the invitation of the season, but it's, yeah, it's intense and it's scary because we don't know exactly where we're going.
1: Oh, I love that. Laura, you just described that beautifully. That's exactly the discomfort we feel, but also there's such an excitement. Yeah, Like it's all of it happening at the same time. This God doing something that we could never, obviously never do on our own because it is by the power of the spirit. But yet in the process of it, it's not always, it's just going to be steps of taking a step out. And sometimes you'll have this response. And also it's saying, even what happens in the natural is not necessarily gauging what God's doing in the spiritual like it may come across be like, well, I don't even know if anything happened. And all of a sudden you'll trace back that God who started a good work is faithful to complete it. That it actually wasn't about what he was doing in that moment. It's what he's doing in the big picture through all of it. And so I think it's about exactly humility, like humbly stepping out, trusting him, giving it all to him, surrendering and saying, we make room. We need you. We want your presence more than anything else, more than perfectionism, more than a well-oiled service more than our experience, more than our comfort. We yeah. want you, and so we're stepping out. And we say that, and those are scary things. Those are scary prayers, <laughs> the dangerous prayers. You know, prayer like, oh God, make me patient. Those are those are scary yeah. prayers, <laughs> because God will give you lots of opportunities to practice. Yeah. But this is exactly, and we're practicing letting go, and part of that is letting go of identity of what we find validation in, what we're affirmed in, even being like, are you willing to not feel like you did well? but to trust that yeah. I am doing a work and that is, yeah. that's a unique journey, but I want to be on that journey. Do I like the journey? No, it's hard sometimes, but do I want to be on it? Yeah. And I'm so thankful for the Holy spirit that will help me to stay on that journey because man, I just want to put those skinny jeans back on, <laughs> but God keeps saying no yeah. out of the comfort zone. Yeah. You're moving out because if we want what God has, mm-hmm. he won't stay confined to a box or a way of doing things. He's yeah. going to do it his way. And, uh, I want that. I really want that. I want that in my own life. And that's happening. And it's, it's both and discomfort and excitement, you know, a lot of like, Oh my goodness. I, a little bit not preparation and waiting. That's exactly all of it working together, all all working
0: together. Yeah. Cause I, I I know, and I, I, you know, I don't know about you, but I've been feeling this like conviction, this deep conviction about even, you know, for us as pastors and leaders in the, in the, The role that God has called us to steward that, you know, we haven't done a great job at even teaching people how to be with Jesus. Like Mm -hmm. we've, we've sort of modeled this, um, in our own personal lives, but it's very private you know, like the the time, the, the elongated time in God's presence, the spending time within the listening um, practices, the reflective practices, the silence, the solitude, spiritual disciplines around those things. We've, we do that. We, we as pastors, and I'm just speaking like in a general sense, but you and I do that. Our, you know, it's a, many of our staff do that, but we do it. It's very personal. It's very individual. But we haven't done a great job at teaching from a discipleship mm-hmm. place and modeling up front how to hear from God, how to Mm. hear from the spirit, how to spend time and exercise the disciplines of silence and solitude in a corporate setting. Mm. We've really just modeled doing by like, Hey, sign up for this, be a part of this, serve all the doing part. Come. come. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Like, and even the, even teaching as a model is a very consuming type of activity, but I think part of, and I feel like I feel the conviction of that, but I think part of, yeah, the beautiful excitement of this season is inviting the entire body of Christ, the entire church into, this is how you cultivate an intimate relationship with the spirit, with the father. This is how you Mm. experience God. This is how you Mm. hear from God for yourself. And that's exciting. That's exciting because if more of us can be coming to the table and not just eating, but lingering, you know, if more of us can actually just be lingering in his presence, then I think, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a profound move of God that we're going to see in the season ahead. I really think it's going to usher in a type of revival that, that I I haven't seen in the 30 years that I've been following Jesus. So yeah, it's I beautiful. I love
1: that Laura. Why don't, as we're closing up the podcast, why don't we walk through? Just briefly, that exercise that we did. Oh, absolutely. We don't have to actually do it to each other, but say like, what did we do? Yeah. That anyone listening today, right now, like I love that you were talking about that ushering in, like this is part of that step that you could be at home right now and start this. How... We walked them through that night. What mm-hmm. was it? Let's just talk them through what they can do right now. Yeah. Wherever they are. Yeah, yeah. That's a great idea. It. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. So um, yeah,
0: we 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 did an exercise, a listening exercise, but again, you can kind of do this and use this in any kind of context of your time with the Lord where um you know, think about a prayer request that's on your heart right now. Just something that you maybe have been praying for, believing for, um, asking God for. And just offer it to the Lord. If you're a journaler, you could write it down. If, you know, you're more verbal, then verbalize it, you know, maybe have some time alone with God. And, and I encourage you actually to say it out loud, not just, not just even just in your mind, but actually say it, say it because it is really like Jesus asked many, many times to his, to to the people that he was with, you know, what do you want me to do for you? What do you Mm -hmm. want me to do? He, he, he appreciates the verbalization because he wants to make himself known, but he is looking for that hunger, and that desire. So, express something you need from God, something you want Him to do for you. And then take some time just to wait to actually invite His presence. And again, you can do this verbally, you can do this in, in writing. Or you can do this part in your mind, but just imagine yourself in the presence of God, just sitting with Jesus, just, but he's present with you kind of picture, whatever that looks like or whatever that feels like. And just imagine him with you and imagine him loving on you and imagine yourself telling him in being while being in his presence, what it is that you're looking for. And then just take some time to sit in that space and say, Holy Spirit, would you speak to me? And just wait and just sit in a a place of silence, sit in a place of solitude and just wait in his presence and just listen for something he places on your heart, something he, you know, puts a sense into your spirit of what he's speaking to you about or what he's saying. He might give you a scripture reference that comes to mind. He might uh, remind you of a verse from the the Bible. He might just put a phrase or even just one word, or he might give you a vision, a picture of something. Um, You know, we did this exact exercise in the night. Rhonda and I did it, a live version of it. And God m- moved and showed Rhonda. Uh, she shared a prayer request and showed her a very beautiful picture of you know a restorative moment that he desired to do and it was it was beautiful like it was very powerful so again just wait in that space and you can wait as long as you want you can wait for five minutes or 10 or 15 and just sit in that time with the Lord and 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 wait for him to to minister to you to speak to you because he wants to and he desires to to connect with you. And if your mind wanders just gently repent and, and come back into his presence just because our minds wander. It's, it's not always easy to stay focused in an exercise like that, but you don't have to be hard on yourself about it. Just come back to it and and sit with him and linger with him and let him minister to you. And these are the kinds of things that we can practice every single day to be with Jesus the ways he wants to minister to us. They don't have to happen just at church or in a women's night, or you know, in in a ministry setting. They can happen every day for you in your time with God. And then practice these things with your friends. Like if a friend has a prayer request, or they start talking about something, or maybe they're even just really critical about something that's happening, just pause and stop and offer it to Jesus. And 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 you don't even have to have the answers. That's what's so beautiful about this, about this space. Like when Rhonda and I did this exercise to to you know show it as an example, like. I didn't need to do anything with this prayer request. The Holy Spirit ministered to her. Mm -hmm. And it was like, so it takes a lot of pressure off of us having to have the answers, having to perform, having to have profound prayers, having to feel like somehow we are, the the response is conditional upon us in in some sort of way. It's not Mm -hmm. at all. It's all on the Holy Spirit. And so we can put the full weight of it on him and let him speak and let him minister so we just encourage you to lean into that either with a friend or on your own and just let him speak and keep cultivating that intimacy and that
1: that presence so beautiful i just loved it it was so profound so profound and so we encourage you with that today be with jesus he desires to speak to you and so may you hear his voice and may your heart respond to that